0: I found myself remembering the scene in Earth Defense Force, where Montalbano, as the heroic Commander Bell Manor, had fought his way into the Council Chamber, and then, instead of another shootout, had eloquently convinced the alien hegemony that Earth should not be destroyed and that humanity was worth saving. The Space Marine armor left little to the imagination, and Sweat had his black hair plastered across his forehead— The negligent way his hands held the large pulse rifle had made more than a few women wish he would caress them just that way. The gossip columns and entertainment shows were filled with rumors about a possible rift with his beautiful actress wife. His charity work got less attention, but such was the world. I wondered if they really were having problems. Then I felt guilty, daydreaming about an actor when John O'Shea, the man who had traded his freedom for mine, was trapped in Fay. Then I imagined what John would say and realized I was being stupid. Fantasizing about an actor wasn't some kind of emotional betrayal. I pushed away thoughts of the private investigator who had entered my life for a brief few days last summer. I didn't yet have a solution for breaking him free from the grasp of his Alfar mother. And right now I had a job that required me to focus. Montalbano was the current president of the Screen Actors Guild, and he was trying to keep the organization from tearing itself to pieces, as one set of actors sued another set of actors, the studios, the networks, and the producers, charging that ALFAR actors had an unfair advantage over mere humans. As the entire mess crept toward litigation, Montalbano had used a clause in the SAG agreement to force the parties into arbitration— Various law firms were floated to serve as the impartial arbitrator, and my firm, Ishmael McGillery & Gold, had been selected. It made sense. We had an office in Los Angeles, but we tended to represent the aerospace industry and Japanese and Chinese business interests, with limited forays into the entertainment industry. And we weren't strongly affiliated with any one side. Neither talent, as it was euphemistically called, nor the studios and networks. The consensus was that we would be fair, since we didn't really have a dog in this fight. There was a ding as the seatbelt sign went off. People jumped to their feet and began hauling bags out of the overhead compartments. I was way back in the tail section and saw no point in joining the bump and wiggle in the narrow aisle of the airplane. We were trapped until the people up front made it off the plane. The people two rows in front of me began to move, so I tugged my laptop bag from beneath the seat and stood up. I only had one item in the overhead. My ankle-length, fur-lined leather coat with a dramatic Anna Karenina hood. I dragged it down and joined the shuffling conga line to freedom. To my exhausted imagination, it seemed like I was being slowly extruded from a metal canister. Passing through the now-empty first-class section, I gazed longingly at the wide seats and imagined the champagne that had flowed, the meal that had been served, the in-flight movies. David Sullivan, my boss and the senior attorney, had been seated in first class. He hadn't waited for me. I hadn't really expected him to. He was a vampire, and while courtesy was important, there were limits. If I had been in a high-powered, all-human law firm, I would have been flying on the firm's private executive jet, and I wouldn't have had to get up at UGG o'clock to catch a commercial flight. But I was with a White Fang, vampire-owned firm, so we flew commercial. The reason? Because of all the powers—vampires, werewolves, and ALFAR— that had gone public back in the 1960s, the vampires had decided they needed to try the hardest to integrate with the human population. Maybe they were right. They were definitely the scariest of the powers. Werewolves looked like regular people until they changed, and the alfar were just gorgeous. I knew from personal experience that that was deceptive, but most people loved the pretty elves, But vampires, the whole dead thing, drinking the blood of living people, gave our little inner monkeys a big shiver. All the powers were predators. Humans just sensed it more viscerally with the vampires.